So in this, this morning's uh, topic I want to cover, I've been wanting to do this for a while, is to sort of enumerate, not necessarily for us as much as for other people who will watch the video, uh, that the Noahide slash gear has a unique struggle in the world. We're different than most people. And I, I would even say even different than the average Jewish person who grew up from, goes to yeshiva, etc. We just have this unique situation. And so as I begin to reflect on this week's Torah portion, I, I begin to see Yaakov emerging as a unique individual separate from his to his father and grandfather. And I would like to sort of title this Yaakov, the archetype of the Noahide Gare struggle. He becomes the example of what it's like to struggle in a relationship with God. We all know about the story of the of the ladder that climb, you know, that he sees and prays and he wrestles with an angel. This long story of sort of wrestling with who he is, who his inclination is, and what's happened with his brother, et cetera, et cetera. And finally, when he comes out, he's, he's been stricken by the angel, and um, it, it has a major effect in his life. And he makes a deal with Hashem. He says, you will be my God. If you, ret- if you go with me where I'm going and come back, then that's it. You and I are on the best of terms. And then it just helps me realize this relationship that Yaakov had was different than his father's. Professor uh, Yeshiahu uh, Libowitz notes that in in the book of Genesis, about 58% of the book of Genesis is about Yaakov. Interesting. Now, with that being said, maybe the book of Genesis should be called the book of the patriarch Yaakov instead of, you know, other things. He concludes that if Abraham is presented in Genesis as the father of knowledge, of acknowledgement of the Lord and monotheism, the love of God, according to the tradition that he passed on to his children, then Jacob is the father of the people of Israel, in fact. As a matter of fact, he gives birth to the twelve tribes. The life of Jacob served as a precursor of his offspring, being that as Jacob lived, so does his offspring live, because Israel is known as a nation who has struggled with God. From Egypt through Sinai, through the desert, living in Canaan, exile, and then ultimate, the ultimate exile and the return, all talking about struggle. When I talk to someone who comes into this world as a righteous non-Jew and they begin to talk about how difficult it is and how, how hard it is to separate yourself from family and friends and uh, to be alone in this journey, and yet it being so wildly rewarding. And it's kind of an odd combination of I'm feeling rejected, lonely, and there's nobody like me, but yet there's huge reward in knowing who you are serving. It's, it's, it's huge. We have Abraham's relationship with God. And before we get into Yaakov, I want to like sort of examine Abraham and Isaac. Abraham's relationship with God was sort of a go forth, go lech lechav, go find yourself. 
leave your native land and, and from your father's house. And many of those who are righteous in the nations ends up doing that. You leave a lot of your cultural understanding and belief systems uh, to go into a land that is not yours. I think of some people who have a, a strong culture like my wife and I had of, of in Louisiana, if it moved, you could deep fry it, you could eat it, right? <laughs> right? And even some things that don't move, you could fry it, right? And so it's, such, it's so ingrained that every meeting, every social event has every trafe food that you can imagine from crabs to crawfish to whatever. And say again. Oh, I'm sorry. Did somebody have something they wanted to say? Okay, just make sure the mics are muted. And, and so do I? Oh, oh, amen. Okay, that's true. So, so the idea is culture, you're leaving a whole cultural thing. It's like, and then to tell someone that, and the reason why it's almost important that you cut ties with a lot of this is now you have to explain to them like why you don't eat shrimp dip or crab dip or whatever. It's, it's just an odd situation. Now, Abraham's relationship with God was, is very unique, and, but it was very supervised. Abraham was told lech lecha, but God didn't leave him to his own devices. It seems that every waypoint, you know the concept of a waypoint in, in, a, in a GPS or a mapping system, you go from A to B to C to D, and every waypoint of Abraham's life, God was with him. He said to do this, to do that, uh, and God provided a miraculous outcome from Lot's situation to speaking to the angels, the birth of his, his son, uh, to the battle he fought with the kings, all of them was Hashem's direct supervision. Very unique relationship. Now let's talk about the God of Isaac. God of Isaac is a God of residing. Isaac really didn't leave the land. He stayed there the whole time. Didn't travel too far. God said in Genesis 23, uh, 26, 3, says, Reside in this land and I will be with you and bless you. So it wasn't about big horizons. It was just sticking to what you should do. God accompanied him behind the scenes as he resided in the land. Isaac was like what would be considered a pampered son. He didn't have to do too much. He just he existed. As a matter of fact, besides digging a couple of wells of his father, he pretty much enjoyed the benefits of his father. And then to add on top of that, at the one point in which he saw a battle coming over the wells, what did Isaac do? Decided, nah, I'm, I'm not fighting this. I'm not going to deal with it. So he was, he was a man of, of, of uh, great delight in his service to Hashem. And likewise, Isaac did not even have to cope with... Uh, preferring uh, as a preferred good son over a bad one, as did uh, Rebekah, since Isaac loved Esau, quite simply without reservation and misgiving. So you would even think that maybe Isaac had this whole struggle with his son, I mean with his stepbrother, Ishmael, and that really wasn't a battle. She left. As, as a matter of fact, according to the Midrash, he continued relationship with them. He continued to visit them at the Besheva, right? Yeah, Besheva. He continued to visit with them. And so they were very familiar with each other. It wasn't a very strange situation. 
Isaac never even left the land. He roamed from one place to the other, Beersheba, Gerar, and Hebron, but not much further. Isaac didn't fight for his place in the family or outside of it. And he was not involved in wars as Abraham and Yaakov. Besides his struggles over the wells, he kind of gave in. So the idea is he went out and he walked, he enjoyed the land that God had given, but not too much risk. Yaakov's a little bit different. God's way with Yaakov was different from his way with Abraham and Isaac. The God of Yaakov and coping. Think about this. Fleeing and coping. Yaakov's first challenge was to go into self-exile. Think about it. He had to leave. He had to make a choice to leave. I was explaining this to my son-in-law the other day that uh, the most difficult part of my journey was knowing I had to flee, but I didn't. It was like the, the calculated risk was so high that I almost couldn't fathom even making the first step. Like it, too many things could go bad in this situation for me to just walk out. And I've never in my entire life been known as a quitter, right? And if anything, the idea of being considered a quitter just goes against every part of the fiber of who I am as a human being. And to get up, and then all of that, how is it going to affect my relationship with my wife and my children? All of these things had such huge impact. And Yaakov is the prime example. He, he gets this blessing from his father. And what does he do? His mom says, kind of go away. Not only did he go away, but he left with nothing. Do you hear me? He didn't have anything besides the fact that Hashem would go with him. That's it. Many of the B'nai Noach slash Ger that leave their, their abode in their Avodazar, their, in their idolatry, in their particular religions, leave a tremendous amount of not only social comfort, but financial comfort. It's a very difficult place to be in. And every one of you guys and the people that are listening to my voice who've made that decision to leave those things have done it knowing that Hashem has taken care of you and, and been kind. There are pastors that have left Christianity that are, that are driving 18-wheelers for a living. There are church ministry people that had decent jobs that left uh, their uh, uh, idolatry to take upon themselves the yoke of Torah who are working in Walmart as a greeter. They've exchanged a life of popularity and respect for a very simple common life. What does Yaakov do? He goes and after having this experience uh, with his, his brother, his mother tells him to leave, he goes to uh, Laban's house, Levan. And there he goes as a laborer, starting at the bottom as an indentured, think about this, a, a son of, the, of, of Abraham, a grandson of Abraham, now an indentured servant. Basically working off a future debt that he was going to obtain. And does it with delight. Does it with the highest level of perfection. And while he's doing it, he's being swindled by his father-in-law. What an experience to go from one situation after another. It seems like, can I ever get ahead? He thinks he's going to get a wife that he chooses. He ends up getting the sister that he didn't choose. 
And then he waits around the, the other few years it took to gain the, the respect and love of the woman that he wanted, and then they leave. Now, one would say, is that the end of the struggle of Yaakov and the, and the archetype of the Noahide? No, it's not. What was the first thing that happened with Yaakov as when they left with their wives? Somebody took with them a little idol, right? Now, guys, this, this is going to be profound when you hear what this teaches us. You leave your idol worship. You separate yourself from it. And then down the road at some point, you find out that you still have the essence, as Rabbi Tovia Singer says, or the smoke, right, or the smoke of idolatry on you. And you, you don't know where it's coming from. It's just that you recognize, oh, that's, that's still there. 